Welcome to the Drink Less, Live More podcast. If you are a woman that is wanting to evaluate your relationship with alcohol, you come to the right place. There are no hard and fast rules and you don't have to call yourself anything. You're just a woman that knows something isn't working for her and you are wanting to make an intentional change. I'm Rachel Pritz and I'll walk alongside you as you learn to drink less and live more. Let's go. Welcome back. We are starting a series. When I say we, it's mostly just me. Um, but it's starting a series around quitting and quitting other things other than just alcohol. Now, I'm going to have you all take a, a minute to pause here because we can often think when we are changing one thing in our lives that it makes sense just to change the whole thing at once. And I can tell you from personal experience and walking hundreds of clients through personal change and growth, it doesn't work. So if you are tackling quitting alcohol right now, don't go to all these other places and decide you're going to quit all these things too. Um, I know I can see you, you high achiever. You want to do all the things. You want it to happen immediately. And it's just not what the human growth cycle or human change cycle really looks like in reality. So I'm just giving you my experience because quitting alcohol was actually one of the last things on my list of, of things to do. Don't get me wrong. I still have tons of opportunity to continue to grow and develop, but I had tackled some of the other things in the last six, seven years. And alcohol is just sort of one of those that just was there. And for a long time, it wasn't a problem to be honest until it was. So What I'm going to talk about, and I think this is related to alcohol because I'm going to kind of describe when I noticed that I started drinking more to combat sort of all the stress and the overwhelm. Um, I, the first thing I quit was hustle culture and we're hearing this a lot now, especially after the pandemic, people are reevaluating what they're doing from a work perspective. They're reevaluating their own values, their own priorities in life. And there are many people that are just like, I'm just going to do mediocre work. I'm good with that. I don't need to hustle for squat. I'm good. And so a lot of people are are adopting this methodology. I was kind of an early adopter on this one. So this was about six years ago after having my daughter and going back to work. I just was like, I'm not going to do that hustle thing. And previously, before I went on maternity leave, I wasn't really doing it either. It's just not really in my DNA. I am an Enneagram 9, and for those of you that know the Enneagram, 9s are really good at creating peace, and we're really good at resting. (laughs) Now, where we get into trouble is that sometimes we rest for too long, and we're actually not taking action. And so, of course, that has its challenges, but this really does come natural to me. So when I would watch my peers just run from meeting to meeting to meeting and email at midnight and two o'clock in the morning and then come in with their badge of honor on to tell me how little sleep they got and to look at their calendar and it's triple booked every single hour of the day. And I was just, I mean, like internally, I was kind of rolling my eyes. I'm like, why? Like, why are you doing that? And, you know, I think we get really pulled into the idea that if we don't hustle, that that also means we're not worthy and people won't see us as worthy. So people won't promote us. People won't give us opportunities because they don't see us hustling 24 seven. The really interesting thing, because I adopted this fairly early and sort of set up those boundaries and said like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take away 
time from this family that wasn't easy to get, to be honest, to get my daughter for sure. It was not an easy road to get to, um, you know, closing out our family. And I just wasn't willing to give up that time. They were my highest priority. My own well-being was a really high priority at the time, still is. Um, and so I wasn't willing to give that up. It just was, it just was a non-negotiable. And the interesting thing is that people saw me as an outlier, but in a good way. And so I'd have people come up to me and say, you know, I never wanted to be in leadership or I never wanted to be a nurse executive because I watched my peers do this and they just look exhausted all the time. They seem grumpy and stressed and I don't want to be that. And I watched you do it and you aren't that. And that mean, means a lot, honestly. I mean, I do think that as part of our job as leaders is to model the behavior that we want from our people. And so we can't really sit there and say, don't email me in the middle of the night and don't work 50, 60 hours a week when we do it because they're looking at us. They're looking at us for what is expected. And so they'll do what they think is expected from their boss. And I'm now I'm seeing, you know, lots of people push back on that where they're like, I don't care. I'm not doing that. So, um, and I love that, to be honest. I think it's going to be a much needed shift in our culture, especially in America. Um, when you look at the American work culture, it is so different than really anywhere else in the world. People don't live to work. They work so they can live. And work is not the only way that they feel a sense of self-worth. And that is not the culture we have in America. But I am seeing younger generations uh, starting to adopt some of that. And it's just, it's going to be a non-negotiable for them. And I love it. So keep on going, my friends uh, down there and those younger generations keep paving the way because it's much needed. So that was one way that I quit hustle culture was through work. And I could care less, to be honest, if I got promoted. Like, I just not on my agenda. I never had a, I'm going to be a VP by the time I'm 40. Like, never had any of that in my mind. I did not care. Part of me thinks that I subconsciously chose nursing for that reason. Because unless I left the bedside, which I did, ultimately... There wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to have to climb a ladder or, you know, worry about promotions or worry about getting to the top and then maintaining, staying at the top, all that stuff. So ultimately I did go that route, but it sort of organically happened. It was not um, driven by really my wants or desires. It just happened. So one way I quit hustle culture or the busy culture is work. Um, I remember watching a video, it was Bill Gates and... um, Warren Buffett, and they were talking about how busy is the new stupid. (laughs) And that really stuck with me. It sounds harsh. I don't love the word stupid, but I actually think it is a very unwise decision to be overly busy and to overload our schedules. We just do everything uh, less efficient, less um, with less quality. You know, it's just like it doesn't yield results. We just do crappy work in every area of life. And so, um, you know, I loved that video. Now we could argue that, um, both of those two gentlemen have a lot of people working below them that make them a whole lot of money that are in the hustle culture. So there's that argument. It's easy to say, Hey, busy's the new stupid, clear your calendars. Um, but there's, you know, sort of that other side that that's not always realistic for every single human being. It's a pretty privileged thing to be able to say that I can just clear my calendar whenever I feel like it. Um, so I quit the work hustle culture. I quit mom hustle culture. I mean, for 
fuck's sake, for like lack of better word, can we all calm down? Like, I just, I never fit into that culture. I wasn't going to do the elaborate birthday parties and set that precedence. First of all, my kids don't even want that, to be honest. They want me to make them chocolate chip pancakes with um, whipped cream on top and sprinkles and syrup. That is what they want for their birthdays. So it's like, that's all they ask for. We don't have to go crazy here. So I really quit that sort of that mother hustle culture where it's like, we have to do everything and we got to take them to every single event and they must have activities 24 seven. And, you know, I felt the pull into that because I had friends there, you know, their 15 month old is in soccer already. We better get our signed up for soccer. I felt really pulled into that. But when I pulled myself back out and asked myself what I really wanted, the life I wanted to create for not just me, but for our family unit and also for my individual kids, that was not it. So my kids can choose one activity um, at a time and we do that activity. And then when they're done with that activity, they can choose to continue doing that one or try something different. And that seems to really work well for our family. We don't feel overwhelmed. We're not running to things all weekend long. We have lots of downtime to just rest and relax and just be together as a family. And so that is another way that I quit uh, culture is mom crazy culture. It's like, whoa, my mom didn't do any of that crap. Um, and you know, you know, I think there's an argument for, for us to, you know, to lean in a little bit more than maybe our mothers did to some of these things, but my gosh, we don't have to plan every hour of these kids' lives. It's good to be a little bored. Um, I think it's quite healthy to be a little bit bored. So I quit the whole, that whole mom hustling thing. I quit the, uh, superhero woman hustle culture where like, I just, you know, I think my generation was told that we could be and do anything we want to be. And that was true. What they didn't tell us was that we were still going to be expected to do everything on the back end of that. So all of the, you know, behind the scenes work, you know, people call it the second shift when we get home. We have all these things we carry. The mental load is massive for me in my family. I carry... 99% of the mental load for the family. I know where everybody's going, what everybody's doing, um, what's coming up. I'm prepared for everything, you know, I'm planning everything. And so there's, that's a huge piece of the work and a lot of value that it adds to a family that's often just overlooked because it's silent. And so, um, so yeah, I just created, or I just, uh, you know, dismantled this whole idea that I had to be some sort of a superwoman. No, I do not. And that also meant giving up some things like cleaning my own house. And I also know that's a privileged thing to be able to say. I also am able to support another woman that I really love. She's almost part of our family. And she, you know, helps helps me with a service that I really need. And she also has flexibility with her family and gets paid, uh, you know, very fairly. And so, you know, I think that that's the other piece of it too, is we're like, well, what a privileged thing to say. Well, like that's how this whole system works is that we have to give some of the money to some people, um, in order so they can also do the same thing. So like, it's like, it just, you know, I, I've gotten over that whole side of things. I used to not tell people that I had a housekeeper because I was somewhat ashamed of it. 
And I had to tackle a couple of the reasons why I was ashamed. The first one was the privilege piece that I just talked about. The second one was that I was personally feeling shame that I couldn't handle it all. I mean, my mom did all the cleaning and cooking and took care of us and ran us to all the things and sports and all those things. And she seemed to handle it just fine. But when I really asked my mom about that, she's like, no, it was freaking misery. It was horrible. I was exhausted all the time. So like, no, that was actually not true. And so I didn't want to go down that path. And so I had to challenge my own thinking, challenge the negative self-talk that, oh, you can't handle all of this. What's wrong with you? Other women can handle all this. Look at so-and-so. They do it with a smile on their face. And so I had to, to tackle that, but I don't want to handle all this. And I think it's unfair that I, sh- that I should even be expected to handle all this. Now, the interesting thing is I had the conversation with my husband and I was like, hey, we can spend money on a housekeeper or you can pitch in 50-50. And he's like, I'm out housekeeper. No argument ever since. He's never once challenged the amount of money we spend on this stuff because he gets it. And so I think we have to have those conversations with our partners too, as to why we want this. It's not just because we want to sit on the couch, you know, and just eat bonbons all day long. I know that's such an old reference. I don't know why I say that, but anyway, I don't know if bonbons are still made, but, um, you know, we don't want to just sit on the couch doing nothing all day long, but it's sort of that, like we need that time to rest and relax. And also there's a deeper layer there of, guess what? I don't think I should have to do all of that. And, um, if I do all of that, that's going to create some resentment. So there is definitely a deeper layer there. So I quit that, quit trying to be the superhero woman, um, with the cape on, you know, you hear these CEOs have these talks that are always like female CEOs that are like, yeah, I mean, you can do it all, but you're also going to have to give up some stuff. And that's so true. We cannot do it all. There is no way for us to do that. It's not humanly possible. So you're going to have to give up some things if you want to focus in on your career. You're going to have to give up some things if you want to focus in on your family. You're going to have to give up some things if you want to focus in on yourself. You know, like there's, it's all just a give and take. We can't do it all. We're, we're just one human. So I would suggest, you know, I mentioned with the alcohol, how this was, you know, interconnected with the hustle culture, I would suggest that you number one, evaluate where you are on this hustle culture. Like, are you full on in it? Have you taken a step back? Are you still in the exploring phase of, I don't even know what it is I want to do. Cause I like a certain level of hustle, which I do too. So there's a certain level of busy that actually is very healthy for me. And so I'm always kind of learning, you know, where that, that balance for lack of a better word is. Um, but I will tell you that when I was knee deep in hustle culture, or I was sort of feeling pulled into it when I didn't want to be in it, I started drinking more. And so when I was starting to be like, oh my gosh, I got to do the emails. I got to do this. I got to, you know, all the things that overwhelm and that pressure just felt so big to me and wine took it away. So that was one of the times that I really started adding in more wine on a daily basis was when I started feeling myself getting pulled into hustle culture. And then I pulled myself back out of it. And turns out I drank less when I wasn't feeling that sort of push and pull. And then I jumped out and started my own business. And when it comes to hustle culture there, you know, so many business owners are like, you can't ever turn it off. I work 24 hours a day. It's awful. 
I've never experienced that. So I have had times where I've been super energized in my business and I could work all day and all night, but I also know that we're really only effective for like six to eight hours anyway. Like, you know, so like when I look at the research, I'm like, well, that's just a waste of my time, really. Like I'm working against myself if I choose to work all day and all night. Um, and so I've never gotten into that and really it's served me well. I am three and a half years in, I'm not burnout. Um, I really haven't ever been burnout. There are ebbs and flows in business, but I haven't really ever been burnout. And so I feel really good about what I learned in the corporate culture um, of hustle and how I've taken that into running my own business and avoiding some of those pitfalls that I had felt myself being pulled into. So have a great week. I know this isn't about drinking, but it sort of is because I think the hustle culture really does add to our stress levels uh, pretty intensely, actually. And so I think that's when we often run to the wine is when we are at those high stress levels and we're just like, we just, we want to, we just want to relax and calm down and wine does it. So next uh, week we'll talk about another thing that I have quit um, outside of alcohol, um, which will be a fun one. It is actually quitting diet culture. So I think don't forget to hit subscribe so you can be reminded of new episodes. This is not intended to be medical advice. This is for gray area drinkers that are wanting to evaluate their relationship with alcohol and cut back or quit altogether. If alcohol isn't ruining your life, but it's certainly not making it any better, you're in the right place.